Howdy, folks, and welcome back in to the Oh, That Makes Sense podcast. I'm your host, Alec Lang, alongside my co-host, Eli Ellenzone. E, it's good to be back, ain't it? Oh, it sure is, Al. It's been a while. We've been away from the uh, from the listeners for quite a while, and I bet you they're missing us. I don't know if they miss us quite as much as we miss them, but... Oh, they do. <laughs> Probably. I'd miss us more, too, honestly. I miss myself every day that I'm not feeling myself. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, where my good old pal Al go? And I find that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I tell you what, um, it's been a while since we've hopped back on here. It has, and I'll tell you what, since it's been so long, there's probably a lot of work around the house to do, so why don't you, why don't you start us off a little housekeeping Al, I don't even know where to go with the housekeeping, um, I guess. Like we talked about, we can kind of just fill you guys back in on where we've been. Because we've been here. We've been doing it. We've been <laughs> doing the things we do. And just because we weren't here to tell you guys about it doesn't mean we weren't doing it. We were. So here's what we were doing. Okay. Uh, so when was the last episode? Did we? <laughs> I want to say it was uh, in the fall. Was it? I think so. Squeaked one in there. Well, I think we squeaked one in the there. Late fall. Mm-hmm. Maybe Welty was on it there. It was Welty. One of the, it yeah, was. towards the end for sure. Yeah, right before football season started, damn near. Kinda. Yeah. yeah it's been a guys. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, we just do what we do. I'm a well, I'm a farmer and electrician. I stay busy. I watched a lot of football. Pretty freaking disappointing. Broncos absolutely suck this year. Russell Wilson, if you're listening to this, you need to freaking hit the treadmill. You suck. Um, but then basketball season rolled. Their clones really got rolling here. Uh, I was coaching a little basketball. We had a nice little run. Shout out to Mike Langle for uh, letting me back on the old uh, coaching squad and also, big shout out to him. He just retired and had an absolutely great career. Was a great coach and mentor. So, uh, congrats to Mike on retirement. I know he's gonna have a lot of fun over his retirement trail. I would say. Yeah, I I believe you there. I know him pretty well too, and I think he's probably already started in on the fun a little bit. And you know, a good season to go out on. Yeah. Maybe not what he was hoping for, but, I mean, damn good representation of gay on Catholic basketball. You know? Oh, yeah. We are really really starting to look like a Mike Langle coach team towards the end there. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of the way they played. But, uh, and, he, why don't you fill him in on all the the old uh, cabin and all that odd shit you always do at AA. I feel like it's mostly <laughs> just drinking. But. Well, yeah. So, yeah, if we were starting back uh, early fall, we kind of just would have been getting just into sale season for our uh, sale cattle and show cattle there at the Sitzman family deal. Um, And then right, kind of right after you're rolling out of sale season and buying your calves for the next show season, you know, we kind of roll right into getting them new calves broke and uh, start calving then kind of towards the end of the year, first of the next year, you know. So we've been calving pretty hard. Um, that's definitely finally slowed down a little bit. Uh, just your regular winter work, you know, around the farm, hauling shit, bedding cows, calving cows. and Yeah, and we do do a fair amount of drinking there at AA, but, I mean, that just keeps you sane. You know, it's hard to do it without. And it definitely releases the tensions a little bit. And uh, to hit on that, this is something I wanted to say. I had it in my head before, and this seems as good a time as ever. 
was out there trudging around in the shit today. It's snowing, it's shitty, it sucks, get you down. And I started thinking, you know, anyone who ate today, yesterday, plans to tomorrow, and they just never really talk down to the nuts and bolts where that food's coming from, or some guy busting his ass in the fall during harvest to get the corn out, or some guy that's fucking calving out cows in the middle of the dead of winter, fucking trying to do everything he can to keep them alive to fill feed yards, whatever it may be. You think about that next time you eat and just appreciate a little bit more what a lot of these guys are kind of devoting their lives to doing, you know. That's just one thing I got. And then, you know, the other part of me was like, God, this fucking sucks. I'm like, this sucks. Weather sucks. All this work sucks. And then I started to think also, you know, the only reason that personally I have that responsibility and that need to do those things is because I have such a God-given opportunity to do those things. You know, a lot of those people, a lot of people around the world would be dying to have to work hard day in and day out and make money and do what they love doing because I do have a passion for it. There's a lot of people that would kill for that. And sometimes you just forget that the only that most of the reason you have a responsibility that can get hard sometimes is because you had the opportunity to start with. And and so that really actually picked me up on the back end of it and stuff. So I did a lot of that shit, you know, I'm sure with when you guys go through fall and even spring plant and shit, like a lot of them same thoughts just like God, this is a grind. Oh yeah. But you gotta love the grind. And if you love the grind it's very re- rewarding, but it can definitely be a grind. Well, and my grind's normally, yeah, spring and the fall, putting the hours in the office, I like to say. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm sitting in the cab, I'm jamming to some music maybe, turning up some dirt. I love that. It's just, bad. I'm just in paradise. I'm kind of one with nature per se. Mm-hmm. And you can't really ask for any more than that. So, um Anyways, guys, we've kind of transitioned into getting ready for the summer. We're going to do a lot of golfing, got a few weddings to be fun. Um, and obviously with that coming, it is we kind of got beach bod getting ready to go. We're beach bod loading. Um, just started working out this week again. I'm going to have some six-pack and some fucking killer biceps. It's just all about the beach bod this year. Going to transition from the dad bod, I think, so... It's this is an exciting time. Let's hear about your uh, what you put in on a daily on the daily Al to work toward that beach bod. Well, I've only just started this week, so I didn't want to fully go crazy yet. So uh, just doing just doing fifty pushups and a ten minute ab workout every day, and doing two sets of twenty five on the pushups. I mean. I, you got to transition yourself because what I normally do is I fucking go way too hard right away. And then my body feels like a piece of shit for a whole week. And I'm like, you know what? This year, I'm just going to slowly ease into it and kind of just keep building up. But got got a little uh, belly fat I want to shred off, you know. I think take off that little layer and we're going to have a nice little six-pack and looking good. Be on a boat, be at weddings, just look looking pretty good. That's what our goal is kind of. There you go. I like it. I like it. So, and you've even been rocking some push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Brock got me on the push-up train. And I started with, what I started with, first of all, was I was like, you know, I could probably do a little better. So I started this intermittent fasting. 
Oh. So you eat for eight hours during the day. You have an eight-hour feeding window and a 16-hour 16, 16 fasting window. Okay. So every day I can eat from 12 to 8, anytime. And it, it's like they don't want you to pig out, but you can eat halfway normal. Mm-hmm. You know, smaller portions, less calories, obviously. But keep it between noon and 8 p.m. And out from 8 p.m. back around to noon again, it's supposed to be like zero calories. Like little to none. So water, pretty much. But you don't eat breakfast, do you? No. I don't either. So I normally don't eat till noon anyways. Yeah, but I so a lot. there's a lot of times, you know, working out at the farm, especially where I might eat supper at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. So now you can't? No. Now I just make sure when I'm going from work to the farm, I grab something uh-huh. or I have something ready. That way I'm eating... And I try to actually do like 12 to 7 is what I've been doing and kind of even cut another extra hour out of there because eventually if you quit taking in calories at 7, your body has time to catch up and process all that food. And then by the time you're coming back around the next day and you're getting to that 9, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, you're just burning you're fat. You're shedding it. Just fat because you already took all the calories. So it's, it's pretty much just helping yourself be at a calorie deficit. And so I was talking to Brock about it, and uh, he also said I should add in some push-ups, which sucked. The first four, <laughs> three or four days, I was sore as fuck doing 50 push-ups a day, which it was kind of sad, but I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, the endurance thing. Power is one thing. Endurance, mm. that's a whole other fucking deal. That, that's go, like why I'm trying to do the two sets of 25, but that second set sucks. Mm-hmm. I've been doing mine in five sets of ten, and it gets tough. It ain't fun. It's it's kind of halfway to mine thing, though, and I kind of like it. It's like, all right, come on, you fucking pussy. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this. You can do it. I know it's going to hurt. Just do it. You need to do it. So you just got to force yourself to do it. Because exactly. your, your body is fully capable of doing it. Yeah. It's just a matter of making yourself do it. In the words of Joe Rogan, you got to conquer that inner bitch. Conquer that Every inner day. bitch. Our, our good old buddy Joe, who we can't wait to have back on. Yeah. So. Yeah. If he ever does get on. Yeah. Uh, he might. Yeah. And so I, and obviously that cuts out beer, which is 8.15 and I have a beer, but for the podcast, I figured, you know, mm-hmm. been doing well for a week or so now, I thought for the podcast, I got one. Also, I got a little uh, Pendleton Sprite here, Ooh. which is pretty, pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. A little uh, beer to chase her off. She, it mm-hmm. looks like decent. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think it's about time we get to uh, our listeners, I think, favorite segment, really our only segment, but it's Matt's Million Dollar Question. Matt Bettelson has just recently taken a job at a bank and is not working oh, with Eli yeah, anymore. Yeah, I suppose I should bring you that You should up. probably... Uh, sadly, sadly, Matt's, Matt Bettelson's last day at Transova working under me was early February. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of always knew this was a plan for him going into the job and kind of when I hired him, he was waiting for his wife to uh, get done with school here in Orange City and then they're going to try to move back home if they could. And and it just so happened that a s- opportunity for him arose a little earlier and it was one he couldn't pass up and I don't blame him for it for a second. I'd never stand in the way of what a man thinks is best for his life. No, especially you know? for him and his woman. Yeah, got, yeah, I got to keep the wife happy, especially she's going to be the breadwinner here soon, so she will he's got to make her happy early. So, yeah, he's he has been gone since then, and honestly, I haven't seen him, talked to him, 
late. Uh, Might see him this weekend. Gonna supposed to see him this supposed weekend. See him this weekend we got a, another Christmas party loading. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if we can uh, get that going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Matt Bevelson, hell of a guy. Uh, a guy we've kind of we've missed not seeing him around as much since he's taken that new job. Yeah, I mean, who we don't, not many of our other friends know how to play peen knuckle. So no. we can't beat anyone else's ass in peen. No, knuckle. we always beat his ass, but yeah, he's just your guy's guy. He's just yeah. a guy's guy. Yeah, he is. He, he's, if you just want to be a couple guys being dudes, he's the other guy you need to be a dude. So yeah, but, uh, he uh, he's got some interesting things. I mean, you go, you'll go into his house. And all of a sudden, you'll see on his bed stand, he's got WD-40. So I don't know what him and Ashley are cooking up in there, but maybe maybe the bearings need a little something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not he, the first thing you're gonna, you, you, you normally see on a guy's bed stand. No, but for a kind of handyman like Matt is, uh, you know, that's what he grabbed, man. That's what he's got on hand. <laughs> Well, so anyways, enough of that chit-chat. Let's get this motherfucker on the line, baby. Get him on the line. For everyone's Matt favorite Belton. segment, Matt's Million Dollar Question, here he comes. Oh, boy. Hello? Matt Bettelson. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. It's been too long, buddy. It has been too long. Where have you been? Oh, you know, around <laughs> working church, as they say. There we go. That's all you need, right? Yeah, that's right. I can't even hardly recognize you. It's been so long. Yeah, well, you always recognize the red hair, though. Well, I red can't beard. See you. Well, I recognize that Minnesotan accent from anywhere, you know? It's like, oh, oh shit, yeah, we're sure down near you. Canada. Eh? Yeah, oh, yeah, let's go watch some hockey. Yeah, let's play some chill. Yep, always got to keep your sticks on the ice. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Ain't that great life advice to live by? Keep your mm-hmm. sticks on the ice. Don't forecheck anybody. I'll try not to. No. Well, Matt, a little birdie tells me you got a question for us. Oh, do I? So, you know, every every man, you know, has to have a signature move, you know. And, uh, you know, we're talking about bedroom here. So I want to hear I want to hear from you guys. What's the signature move in the bedroom? That was that was quite the quite the question, Matt. Uh, you gotcha. For right off the bat, first episode back. Yeah, you gotta start out strong, man. You gotta set a set a tone. E, you go ahead. <laughs> you know, I'm not one to kiss and tell, you know, but I do have a couple ideas. I think would uh, ramp up any man's job in the bedroom, and you know his wife will probably tell him thank you, and I'd like that thank you to come back to me if it, if this one works for you. But if we have any uh, dippers and chewers on the on the podcast here, um, this, I like to call this one the musketeer. Oh, I don't even think I want to fucking hear this. What do you mean? <laughs> what the fuck could you be using with dipper chew in the bedroom? <laughs> So you take some of your Copenhagen wintergreen long cut you've been chewing on all day at work. You get not red man. What? Not red man. No, I don't chew red man, dude. Copenhagen. Oh, okay. Any sort okay. of Copenhagen you like. And uh, you've been chewing on it all day at work, and you get home after a long day, and the old woman wants to lay you down. You say okay. You lay her down. You take that big fat wad out of your mouth. 
out of your lip, put it in hers, and fucking go away to packing that fucker. The musketeer. Wow. How you like that action? Hey, uh, didn't expect that. Pretty good. Yeah, to be in all seriousness, I've never done that. <laughs> but but uh, it does sound like it'd be interesting. I think the best the best thing is you don't even use the bedroom. Maybe you where do you go? Maybe you spice up the location. That's a. I mean. I mean, why have a signature move that you're gonna use every time? Why not make it like a? I got this utility knife in my back pocket. Well, I think he means in the bedroom. He just means like that sexual type of scenario. No. So wherever it may be. <laughs> oh. You know. So. <laughs> uh, this is something that I have definitely disclosed to certain people in my life. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it here. But the real ones will know what I'm getting at. Yep. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that here. Uh, uh, to just to give you something serious, uh, in all honesty, like this is actually going to be really serious. If if you actually really want to do it the right way and make the most out of it for both you and most especially your partner, the all the pre gaming everything has to start like hours in advance. Okay, so maybe start the night, get her some flowers. Tell her she looks pretty. Hold the door for her. Ask butter her, her up. Ask her about her day. Butter her up for three, four hours ahead of time. And then by the time you lay her down, it's going to be the real deal. And it really works if you're genuine about it. I mean, if you're a decent fucking human being and you're genuine about it, that is the best way. That's one way to do it. I think the other way is you just... The you... donkey punch? <laughs> no. I, that I, was going to be I mine. Think personally... You just do little things throughout the day to maybe just get her a little amped up on the edge the whole time. Like, you're kind of maybe saying a couple things you shouldn't say. <laughs> like what? I don't, you're, just, you're just throwing out ideas and eventually... Let's hear one, Al. I bet, no, I, I better not. I can't. I only have so many tricks this pony's got. <laughs> but eventually she gets a day where she is so frustrated with you, it turns into a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you've just been slowly irritating at her the whole time that there's only one way to make it better. And now she's like, okay, let's fucking get this over. <laughs> and then she gets angry about it, but the good way. Maybe the good way. <laughs> yeah. That ain't bad either. Like, How about a combination of mine and yours? Well, I, it depends on how she's doing. Because in yeah. certain moods, she's going to want to get buttered up. And in certain moods, no. She don't want that yeah, at all. Yeah, you got to know your woman. You got to know your woman. Big. You got to know how your woman is feeling that day. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of like the old and the young bull on top of the hill. How about deal. the married man, Matt? You must have some tricks if you're still getting that. Is action. it the WD-40? No, it ain't the WD-40. That's only on really, really special events, like <laughs> okay. anniversary only. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think my move is you get yourself nice and drunked up so that you are ready, and you try to hit a one one move, like, you know, standing in the nude and rest, or, uh, propping <laughs> up one, one leg up on the bed, but 
accidentally missing the bed because you're a little tipsy and smoking <laughs> your chin on the bed frame. That's my move. There was, I watched the How I Met Your Mother episode, and the guy's move was the naked man. She leaves, you just show up right in the middle of the room, you take off all your clothes, you're standing there naked. But, but you get the old boy standing at full attention, and you hang a cowboy hat on there. <laughs> never lost. That one is never lost. You've never lost on that? Never lost on that one. Yeah, you got it. Then the, the damsel's just in distress right, <laughs> exactly. right from there. She's eating out of the palm of your hand at that point. Yeah, or out of your cowboy hat if you get my drift. Yeah, exactly. But uh, bottom line is actually treat her like a woman, and it'll go a lot better for you. I think that's oh, a consensus. Definitely. Here. Yeah. Well, Matt. And, well, and make sure that you're, if you are slightly below, slightly below average, you, you got to have some RPM. Yeah. You know, that, that little boat's got to be able to sail. Yeah. So, so anyways, Matt, you are just God's give two questions, aren't you? I sure am. He's getting a little bit too cocky. Isn't he? <laughs> Coming right back at him. Okay, Matt. Well, I guess maybe you're a little too big for your britches. I might be. That's why I, that's why I end up smoking my chin on the bed frame, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, Matt, we look forward to seeing you Friday. That's still on, right? Oh, yeah, Christmas party's always on. Friday's actually tomorrow, so that'd be tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, guy, we'll plan on that. Matt, Alrighty. do you remember how to get beaten Pinochle? Yes, I okay. do, and okay. I know how to win as well. I've never seen that, but sounds good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, you guys have a good night. Yeah, stay too, straight. Matt. All right, we'll see you guys. Bye. 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 As good as ever, Matt Bettelson. He, uh, he's got ideas. I didn't think we were going to go that aggressive out of the gate. But the I question, think it was a good move. But he... Uh, we, we had to get these people interested. You know what? <laughs> well, sex you, isn't the only interesting thing we talk about. No, it's not. It's far from it. But these people need to be interested. These people need to tell their friends to listen. What do you, How many plays are we at, Al, right about now? Darn near 2,300. Pert near 2,300. Pert near. The goal for this episode is 2,300 listens. We're, oh, we want to double her. So we're talking. You gotta tell grandma. Grandma shouldn't listen to this, but you gotta tell her. Tell her. Tell yeah. her to listen without her hearing. Oh, and actually, you know, on, on on that topic, special shout out to Gam Gam. She is. Oh, they don't know who Gam Gam no. is. She is uh, the robot vacuum I got for Christmas this year. She's a fucking lovely lady. She cleans this place spotless. Every once in a while, she might get stuck. But we call her Gam Gam. Every once in a while, yeah, I will get a notification. Gam Gam got stuck. But when she doesn't get stuck, boy, this I come back home, I'm like, Gam Gam, you did a hell of a job here. And it looks clean, and it's all thanks to Gammy. She she sits right right kind of by the office, right where she likes to get all her stuff done. And she just, she's God's gift to the world, really. She's a national treasure. Got all the right curves to her. She kind of does, and she she's got a soft spot there on front, so when she hits things, it doesn't hurt them. Oh, she does have that soft spot, and she uh, 
She kind of knows her way around the place a little bit. She's not one to She's fall down the stairs. Out. I think she is. I haven't had a Gam Gam got stuck in a while. No, she's getting her figured out. She's a Pretty rascal. soon she's probably going to be smarter than us. Well. And all of a sudden she's going to be going off to work and we're going to be cleaning well, the house here. Fine, maybe. And maybe if she wanted to make a meal every once in a while, <laughs> you hear that, Gam Gam? I'd be fine with that, too. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I hear you. So well, she... yeah. So we mentioned golf earlier. Mm-hmm. These are a couple more things that came up in my head. So today started the Players' Championship. Okay. Have you heard it? Read anything about it? Seen anything about it yet today? Mm. Although I got Max Homa. Max Homa, number yeah. two in the world right now. Yeah. Playing uh, some good golf. I didn't see what he ended up at today when I when I quit watching his one under. Look that up, Jamie. All right, Jamie, you want to look that up? I'm playing the part of Jamie. Yeah. So he was in the feature group in the afternoon with Spieth and Thomas. So let's hear where that whole group is at. Okay. Well. We can do that. Who's um, leading the board right now? So, Jamie or whatever, eight under? Well, let me uh, figure that out here. Jamie's looking up the leaderboard. Everything music here. And, uh, the Players' Championship leaderboard. Me and Alec are very big fans of golf. One thing I never got to do this winter, I only learned about it late into it and never got really the right day to make it work, but this inside golf they have in, like, Orange City and Sioux Center, I think that would be a blast. They have that in- that's what Brock was telling me. Orange City and Sioux Center, they have inside golf, and we could have gone and played. But now it's we're dangerously close to when the year is going to start here. And, Al, I tell you what, I think to this year is going to be the year for my par quest. I really? think I'm going to shoot par this year. I feel I not to be not to be outspoken, but I feel like maybe you had a down year last year, and I think I this is going to be your bounce-back year. I did. Maybe I think you, you're, you're on the list for comeback player of the year. Yeah, and, you know, I just got to settle in. Early. Get the work in mm-hmm. early on the range, settle in. Don't try to outdo myself. That's where I go wrong. So Chad Ramey at Chad Ramey, not Chamey. Ramey, yeah. We got under. Colin Morikawa. Seven under. One back there. Um, we don't got to go through all the no names. No. It's weird because like this. Speethy. Speethy. I just seen Speethy. He's at three under. Good. He's in star. Jason round. Day at two under. A lot of people think he's a favorite. He hasn't been in a big tournament in a while. Jason Day. A player. In a while. No, not really. But yet there is something about having a little... Where's JT, Justin Thomas? That's where I got my money. You, How here? much money you got on him? Like 20 bucks to win like 1900 You could win 1900 if you win? Yeah. So, I wish I could just look up these guys and where they're at. Max Homa's at even is all. Yeah, yeah but it's just that... You see a lot of the more uh, a lot of the more talented guys that are around a lot are lower on the boards right now. They're just easing in, and they know they're easing in. I hope that's the case for your man JT. He's plus one. That's all right. That's um, all right. Yeah, not horrible. I think I think nine ten under wins this tournament. Well, we got well Mr. Ramey at eight under. He's a rookie. Yeah. So you think he, he's got some choke in him? I think he played well today. He went after it. And this is a course that's going to get harder day by day. That's how these courses are. And you might not be ready for the pressure. You got Scotty Scheffler at four under. Sam Burns played nice four under. Sam Burns is a nice golfer. Rory struggled today. Rory was four over. Oof. That's my other guy I got money on, Rory. I'm thinking about throwing some on Jason Day while the odds are still off. Because the guy say he's playing out of his mind. Yeah, I... Kind of looking through the leaderboard. Nothing else is really completely sticking out to me here. 
What did Rom finish at? Rom was like one under, maybe. Yeah, I somewhere in there. Feel like I just saw the him number one, one current number yeah, one. Yeah, he in the is world. one under. So he's in the mix. I don't know, but uh, I kind of feels like Scotty maybe will do this. I think Scott's... I think anything two over and and below is in the mix yet. You're gonna have to play well. You're gonna have to probably go four or five under one round. You're gonna have to go three under the rest of the rounds. This rookie will choke. This turn. This course is gonna get harder. Speaking of choking, uh, a guy I think is going to choke with a short game this year. I've been really out front on this. Um, Brock Nohava. <laughs> think he, he's going to choke on the short game. I think he's just been chipping out of his mind. I think this is this the year he falls off the cliff. Chipping, you heard it here first, guys. I, but I think this is the year he falls off the cliff with a short game. Yeah, he's been playing with us. And he really likes to remember the days he plays with us and or beats us. He doesn't like to remember the days you can't get the ball off the ground. And that was like two months. Two months straight we had to play with that kid and he couldn't hit the golf ball. Yeah. It was poor. Worse than me. Yeah, by far. Some of the worst golf I've ever seen played. I'm not even lying to you. I bring guys out there for the first time and they look better. He was struggling. He righted the ship towards the end of the year. He's playing some good golf. Great right? golf. Excited to get back into the year. Until he... Uh... Until he uh, falls off a cliff here, but uh, but another idea I have for this golf I was thinking today because okay. I was watching the cha- I was watching the players over my lunch hour, the players championship, and I put this I wrote this down. I want to someday if we have some time, say we have like an afternoon where we got some serious time, I want to rent the the pull behind things and walk the course. Really? Yeah. Don't I think you'd play better? I think you'd focus a lot more because God knows that you fucking throw her in the sticks. You don't want to drag your clubs all the way out. Maybe. I, I need a lesson. You got a lot more I'm, time getting to... a, I'm getting a couple lessons in before I even start because I need them bad. Yeah. It's a, it's a game that is a lot more fun to play when you're playing well. well I, I don't even need to strike the ball extremely like deep. I just want to hit a consistent... Fairly straight, or if I if I do something, I want it to be consistent. If I got a little draw, if I got a little hook, I just want to be able to play a playable one. Yeah, you just gotta find your game. Preferably play. a playable fade. Yeah, I I'm a sucker for the fade. You are. I'd rather have a snake in my bag than a draw. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. I don't even try to hit the draw. If I ever need it, I just kind of try to somehow get away from using it mm-hmm. you know and the courses we play aren't that incredibly hard so you no. can you can lay up off to the right with a fade and chip back in if you need to i don't like to hit the draw i'm a fade guy one thing i want to get away from is pressing for insane amounts of money we so we play this game so basically each hole you can start off with whatever say it's a dollar if you lose the hole you can make the next hole worth two dollars. You press, and so and from there on, the holes are all worth two. Yes, until you can press again. Until someone else presses again. But only the losing team can press. Yes. So we had a group going. It was Eli, you and I, Brock Nohava, against Brian Nohava and Cole Pry. And we are getting our ass kicked. Cole Pry is a good golfer. Cole, keep in mind, Cole Pry. Pretty well a scratch golfer, per se. Mm-hmm. And Brian's not shabby either. No. Brian's a good ball striker. And we are down. We're getting our ass kicked for most of the whole round. We're playing 18. 
We get to the 17th hole, second to last hole, mind you. And we are down an insane amount of money. I want to say, what was it? Was it $148? Something like that. And they're like, guys, you guys owe us 148 bucks a piece. Like, you guys just want to just, we won't even make you pay out that much. Like, no, we like we don't want to make you pay out that. Like, just be done. I'm like, fuck no. We got two <laughs> holes of golf left to play. So we uh, we press. And I'm pretty sure, was it 68? What? I don't know how what the amount the holes were at yeah, that time. Yeah, it was whatever it was going to do is if we lost, we were going to owe them 220 or something apiece. Yeah. And if we won, it was going to be back to like 60 with a chance to make our money back on the next And hole. win money. Yeah. We, I want to say, E, you put one on the green. They were off the green. On a, on a par three on a par tough three, to stick the green. Tough to stick the green. Tough. And uh, make the putt. And they par it. And we are sitting. We're like, well, guys, we just got to have our money back. Thank God. We were about to owe an insane amount of money. We get on the last hole, 18, par four. We get on the green, they're chipping. They're like, guys, you sure you want to keep doing this? Like, let's just cash out. And I'm like, yeah, we're good, we're good. So they get on, mind you, a lot closer. They're probably 15 feet away. We got a 40-foot putt, but we're we're one ahead right now. I'm like, no, we're playing this out. I make one of the best putts of my life, <laughs> and we go from owing an ungodly almost 150 bucks to going up like, a cool 16 bucks or something <laughs> yeah. in the span of two holes. And it was unbelievable, very thrilling, but I never want to play for that much again unless I'm very much more adequately funded. Yeah. Or a better golfer. Or a better golfer. <laughs> I, I would say it is nice to play for a little bit of money just to keep you into it, whether uh-huh. it be two bucks a hole, five bucks a hole, something smaller. You know, if you play five bucks a hole and you're playing match play, you're probably going to end up owing, depending on the day, 15 bucks, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. or making that much. That gets a little, that game gets a little absurd. When we, Quite absurd. When we, that was just stupid that day. And honestly, fucking unbelievable finish. Really happy. I mean, we shocked the shit out of them. But that scared the shit out of me. I'm like, this is a lot of money. We're just yeah. gonna about to blow here. Well, then they didn't really want to pay us. No, <laughs> we never did make them pay. They were a little butthurt about that, but whatever. <laughs> They're but, like, uh, we wanted to quit, so we didn't have, so you guys didn't have to pay us, and then so they didn't want to pay, which is fine. But we, we're grown men. But we, we also played two great decisions. holes. We did. Well, we knew we had it in us. We were like, we're kind of, no matter what, throughout the round, we're gonna have a couple holes where we we can be scratch golfers for those two holes. Mm-hmm. Like it's in our DNA. Mm-hmm. We kind of got. That championship pedigree per se. So I could my golf game is I could birdie one just as easy as I could triple bogey one. And I can bogey one just as easy as I can ten on a hole. Yeah. One. So Yeah. That's just the way it goes though. And that's 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 kind of life too. When you think about it. It is a microcosm of life, really. (laughs) A microcosm. I like how you worded that. But enough about golf. I'm sure we got a lot of listeners that don't even want to listen to that. Well, then they they need to pick it up. Yeah. If they think we're not good enough at making podcasts, maybe they should make one for us to listen to. 
Yeah. But no one has yet. Well, and I don't know if people understand this. We do this to entertain ourselves. Yeah. If that happens to entertain you too, awesome. But this is just as amusing to us as it is to you probably. Maybe even more for us. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to apologize for that. I would like to get some electric guests on this thing. And we've had some good ones. You want electric. What's electric in Eli? I don't know. I think we could get out there a little bit. I think maybe we got to hit like a. There's an age bracket above us. They've got they've got all the stories racked up that we're making right now. Mm-hmm. So we don't have as many. They could come in there and tell us about the good old days and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot of potential guests out there we could hit up that could be seriously good for this podcast. Well, yeah, we know quite a bit of. I'm not gonna call call them old timers yet, but. Guys who have, they've lived. They've mm-hmm. lived and they've lived quite. They've lived, laughed, loved. Yes. Yes. What, maybe one of the best things a guy can have in his house is a sign that says live, laugh, love. Because you might forget about it. <laughs> there might be times where you're like, oh, shit, I haven't laughed in a little while. Eli, tell me a joke. You want to hear it? Yeah, I would. Yeah. What's the difference? Dad, I told you this one before. I don't know. I don't know What's the What's the difference between a fish a piano, and a bottle of glue. Uh, it blows. It... No, not even not close. Even okay, go ahead. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> what about the glue? I knew you'd get stuck on that. No! I did get stuck on that. Get it? Yeah. No, I... Yeah. There's one thing I got. It was that. Hey, Al. Do you know pigeons die when they have sex? What? No. Oh, really? At least the one I fucked did. Oh! a classic. Our uh, AWL listeners have definitely heard that one from you before. Yeah. So. Our what listeners? I don't know. I listen to this podcast and like the, the real ones, they call them AWLs. I don't know what that means. I don't know. They're I don't... always willing to listen. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Maybe Jamie could look that up for us. Yeah. We have our own kind of, I don't know. I've got a little thought-provoking deal while you look that up. Do you see, I was looking into overturning gay marriage legalization. Really? What do you think about that? I feel like you'd be very excited. Why? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I tell you what, here's how I feel about it. I do not have anything against gay people. Nothing. I though do also believe I think award winning listener. Hmm. 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 But go ahead. You do not believe I do not believe that they should be able to get married per se. I think there should be, like, something just, like, different. Like, a civil union of sorts. Like, if you really want it to be, like, legally binding to show your love for each other and everything, I think it should be more so, like, yes, it's like a civil union or something rather than a marriage. You know? Reason being, in the Catholic faith and kind of just in my own beliefs, marriage is very specific on what that is. That is a religious sacrament deemed to bind two people in love in order to 
procreate and make a family. Okay. And I think that's like very important. Honestly, it sucks, but I don't think gay couples should be able to raise children. Might not be a great thing to say. Some people might not like that. But, like, I think it's the regular-looking family, mother, father, children, is the best way to raise a child. Now, I'm getting into some deep water because single parents, you know, stuff like that, they're not, they don't, there might not be a mother, there may not be a father, and they have to raise children, which sucks. But, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know about how it would be for a child if it's in their best interest to grow up in a gay home. But also, you know, if those are two loving people that are willing to care for a child that, you know, their own parents weren't willing to, you know, say through adoption or something, if that's an avenue, that's also, you know. Well, I think two things maybe could be true at once. I think there is a possibility that, say, someone had a normal family, per se, normal um, that was in air quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, basically, let's say a child's being beaten and brought up or whatever, and their parents, it's just not a loving environment, and they're exposed to a lot of things they shouldn't be exposed to, then maybe, who am I to say that the two gay people, whether two women or two guys, can't be more loving? How, but, like you're saying, maybe they're missing that aspect, because... Children should grow up with both. Now, maybe say they have a relative that's always around. Say it's two females raising this this child or children, but there's always their uncle is always around. Maybe they maybe they get that that masculinity that they wouldn't normally get from their two parents. Per the se. fatherly figure. The fatherly figure, just yeah. more of the the guy's guy type. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I'll turn back on what I said and say that I think they they could raise children, but I think it should be something different than marriage. I, I think it should be like a civil union. You're, you're living together, you're legally binded in your relationship as far as like legal stuff like fucking, I don't know, like taxes and shit. Might so you can get those sort of breaks or whatever people do, but just the marriage thing, like that's not marriage to me. It, I, I, I have no doubt that they love each other, care about each other, all that jazz. But it's just, it's different. But, at the same time, I really don't give a fuck. As long as you're <laughs> not, like, throwing it in my face. You know, that's my biggest thing. Like, gay, I feel like lesbian, that for transgender, everything. all that bullshit. Everything. Like, I don't race care. and shit like that. Like, if you're a good person, I can just talk to you. Or you can just be normal, just be a person, be in the moment. I'll freaking love. I don't care who you are. I'll talk to you and I'll exactly. have a good time with you. If it, if you're gonna just throw your quote unquote differences at me and make me completely change myself for you, no, fuck you, no. No, I agree. And because I, have... I don't expect that for someone else. If I, I, I believe in certain things. I, a lot of things that other people don't agree with. I don't just throw them in their face. We might have a disagreement or we might have a really good discussion on why they were different, but I'm not just going to force you to do whatever because of me. Why am I so fucking high up in the world for that? I'm not. Exactly. Then discussions of like different, differing opinions are very constructive. Yeah. Very. Much more so than everyone thinking the same way and then you're kind of just like kind well, of plateau. And I really do think that inner 90% of people like – 
the like say I don't care. Let's go politics. The middle. So I'm going to say 90% of Republicans and 90% of Democrats could probably agree on most things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they agree that people should be living in a de- decent place. They should have food. They should have, like, just basic human beliefs. I think we're pretty damn close. Yeah. They and, just want you to believe or not. And that's why I love being on, going on, like, va- vacation or whatever. I was just on the bachelor party for Brian or whatever in Nashville. I just love just talking to random people. And I don't. I might not know them from Tom, Dick, or Harry, and they might have grown up in a completely different part of the country, which a lot of them do. But they're just good people. I just love people that are just willing to sit down and talk and have a conversation with you. And if we we don't agree on some things, fine. That's fine. Let's just still talk about it. Let's have a good discussion. I just want to get to know you and how do you view the world, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Did they? Are they voting on... That right now? I don't know. I just, it was something on my, I saw on Facebook or something. And, you know, the only reason I saw it because some people are freaking the fuck out. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. That, yeah. I, like I said, I already said how I, how I feel about it. Um, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that if they overturned it, it's not like, yeah, I don't know how to say it. What I want to say, I don't. It's just I don't think it should be marriage, but I do definitely think if they want something legally binding and to be shown as a couple in the face of the government for whatever fucking reason they want that, yes, you know. I just think it's missing on the on the main foundation of marriage is to procreate. Now, there's definitely marriages between people that can't. Um, and did they know that getting into it? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, it's that's like that's a good question for discussion. Then that kind of gets into another hairy thing. But that's not saying that people that a man and a woman that can't have children like can't get married. You know. True, but would that if you knew into it you couldn't have kids with a certain woman? Would that influence your decision to marry her? Because obviously, yeah, you probably want your own kids. Like, you want it to be your own DNA. But, obviously, there's still adoption. And you probably really love this person if you want to get married to her. But would that make you hesitant or and or not want to go into marriage with her? That's pretty deep, man. I'm going to venture to say... In most situations, you are not going to know that about that person until you are pretty well in love with them, I would think. Like, just True. a timeline of when you'd figure that out. Most of the times, I bet it's after people are Got married. married, yeah. They're already married. Now, if it was some circumstance where, for some reason, she knew that beforehand, that gets really tough. That gets really tough. What if you could you could um, have a lab create your own baby with her, but someone else like has to IVF carry it? Deal. Yeah, like surrogate mother. Yeah, and that's definitely something that can happen, mm-hmm. and something they can. I'd do. be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I think <laughs> that's a toughie. I think it's one of those things where you would have to go about it for a while 
and try to push that out of your mind, even though you may know it. Go about life and life with this person like you didn't know that about them and see where you get, um, like, maybe it wasn't going to work anyways, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, if you really fall deeply in love with this person and you try to push that out and be like, okay, say this wasn't the, what this wasn't the case, would I still be marrying this person? Heck yeah. Well, then I think you have to. I mean, because there, <clears throat> I'm not the kind of guy that thinks that there's like one match for every person in the world. You know, like there's not just, you don't have a soulmate. You know, I don't believe in that. I don't think there's just one person in this world and you just have to like go out and find them. I think that <clears throat> you're definitely attracted to a type of person. There's definitely a type of person that you work best with on a daily communication level and just like living with each other. There is definitely a, probably a type that works best for you. But I have always firmly believed that at some point it's just you have to make a choice of this is the person that I choose to dedicate myself to every day. This is the person I choose to love every day. This is the person that I am going to make my person for the rest of my life. So, how did I get started on this? Tangent? Well, it, it was uh, whether if you guys could have kids together, would that be like a like yeah. a deal breaker per se? Yeah. So, like I said, I guess, and then I was saying, you know, it, I don't remember where I was at, but... For some reason, it's, yeah, you have to kind of make the choice. To, oh, it's definitely to a choice. Person. So, I guess you kind of have to make that choice with those things in mind. Um, I guess where I was getting at is, like, if it is your soulmate and then they can't have kids, like, I guess it's not the only person for you, probably. But that's also, like, a really shitty reason to not be with someone if you really love them, because... Let's tie this around. Let's circle this around into, uh, it's not really circling. It's not something we've talked about, but we've mentioned like the abortion thing before and we've talked about that and maybe not on this, but like to each other. And like, I've also, I've obviously, I am, I am very pro-life. Um, I am very against abortion, but there's always one. I've always said it, it always bothers me and I never know what I would do. And it's really, the more I think, it doesn't come down to what I would do. It's what my wife would do in that moment. Or the person that's bearing my child. The, mm -hmm. the woman that is, whether we're married or not. Hopefully we are, but if we're not, that's fine. Um, the one that would really get me is if, if it was putting the mother in serious harm. Right? So it would be very hard for me to to choose to go with trying to save the baby knowing that it very well may kill the mother who I am in this uh, hypothetical case my wife or the person I am in love with it would be very hard to pick the unborn child over that person like I said it's definitely their choice not mine tying it all back to if you really love this person but they can't have children Maybe it's more about the person that you love. It's it's a person you're going to no doubt spend the rest of your life with if you make that commitment. So maybe you just have to look past it. I'm, long, really I'm long of, way to go to that answer. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like if my, if my wife's pregnant and like it's her, the baby, I wanted to make sure it's freaking, like we can always make another baby. 
but gladly (laughs) (laughs) but like like that's tough like i've chose like at this point i've chosen to spend the rest of my life with you and i feel like but mothers are just so fucking motherly and loving that they are completely willing to risk their life they're more than willing to say baby over me but it's like well shit i and that makes you love them even more and want them around (laughs) even more when they do you do but it's like okay but what about what about me? I I, I don't want to live without you. Yeah. So that that I don't, that's a tough spot to be in right there. But I think it's got to be her choice. No, I agree. And definitely you can offer your what your thoughts and your two well, cents. I'm sure she'll want to hear it. But <laughs> at the same yeah, at the same time, she's the one that's putting her life in danger. If she decides that's what she wants to do. But uh, to back back to my original question. <laughs> I, think, took a really, I took a really long you, roundabout way to get there. I got there. I think, yeah, I think it bothered me because obviously I want to have my own kids and stuff, but... Free labor on the <laughs> farm. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I feel like, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, if you really love someone, then it's just, it's like, it's it's you and me versus the world kind of type thing. Like, if that's not the, if that's can't happen, it can't happen, whatever, we'll find other ways around it, or fuck, let's just have fun together, whatever, but. Yeah, and also, I mean, loving is about loving that person's, not just their great qualities, but also their shortcomings. Now, whether mm-hmm. you say that's Is it loving or tough, well, not, not in that scenario, but like, the, loving, stuff, the stuff you don't love about someone do you actually really love it or do you just tolerate it because you love them like let's, i think like I she think might you, do something i think that... you love them because you tolerate those things oh how about that so i think like you said anyone can love like if you brought me in front of this person they're like this is eli in his best form only the times when he does the greatest things the the way when he looks the best blah 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 be a lot easier to love i think i'd have they'd be knocking down the front door right Mm -hmm. but there's times where i have shortcomings i do wrong i have this i have that just like everybody else so it's really about you know getting to love those per the person in not in spite of their shortcomings but maybe because of them you know like the the quirks the things that like other people see as shortcomings um uh, but you see is like what makes that person them and what you love about them. So like this, again, coming from two <laughs> two single men off of this <laughs> talk, you should really take it with a grain of salt. But I, I agree. So like I was, I actually just had this conversation with the girl I'm talking to is. What's her name? <laughs> I'm not going to disclose her name <laughs> on here. But uh, Why not? Does she listen? Uh, she might. Well, I, I I just don't. I never asked her if I can, so oh, I'm not going to. Good. But uh, like she's like, well, I don't want to snap you right after the like she goes to the gym and works out. Right? I'm like, I see. I don't really get. That's why I don't get about the whole talking stage. Is is I feel like everyone just tries to look so perfect and everything, and everything's got to be like 100. percent Everything's great, but that's just not even life. <laughs> like. If if we're actually dating, I'm going to see you when you get home. And maybe some days you're not going to look as good as you do other days. And you know what? I don't fucking look as good as I do some days. Some days I look, I get out of the shower and I look at them and I'm like, fuck, dude. Get your shit, get your shit <laughs> together. Look like grease monkey. <laughs> get your fucking shit together. But like, I, like that's, that's what I feel like is I just want, like, let's just be real about this. Like, we're humans. We're not fucking perfect every day. You know, that's just not how we are designed to be. Like, so I... 
I kind of go through, maybe that's why I'm still single, but I just want to show you all sides of me. And if you're good with all that, then great. If not, then whatever, because you're going to eventually see that anyway, so you might as well see it now. Exactly. If you get stuck into that thing of like, I, I, yeah, I hear where you're, where you're at there. Like some people just only want to be around or talk to you or do things when they're like feeling good about themselves. It's like, well, that's great. And I love you when you're like that. But I also want to see it like when you're down on yourself or like when, when you did just get out of the gym or fucking you had a long day at work and your hair looks fucked up. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Really? Well, even just show your emotions. Like you don't have to be like, say everything's fucking perfect all the time it's not no it's not that's what i get pissed off all the time (laughs) yeah if you want to come home from work and bitch me out because you had a tough day i mean as long as like you're decent afterwards hey sorry (laughs) if you just need to vent for a bit that's fine for sure i vent how many times do i vent after i watch fucking iowa state have 15 seconds for a good shot at the end of the game and they settle for a 40 foot contested step back three I start screaming. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just it's just the whole like just be real, be be yourself because that's how we are. We're humans and we're not perfect. And like I just want authenticity. That's what I, I agree. Like. And there is the yeah. I mean, a lot of the things that I like, you know, can get excited about a person that I I, I know I get excited about them for. Um, they might see as their own shortcomings. Like, I, I like a girl that's a little stubborn, a little ornery, gives me a little mm-hmm. shit, you know? I love that. I love a girl that I can just fucking give her shit all day, and she's just giving her right fucking back to me. Yeah, I love great. that. Let's roast the living shit we out can, of each we other. We kind of like a big personality, mm-hmm. you know? So I that's what I really like. Yeah. I think we've... I, yeah, we you did this close that you're talking to someone on the podcast. That's a big step. I did what? This close that you have a love interest on the on the podcast. <laughs> I do. I I have a I have disclosed that. We'll see once what happens with that. I guess so. But yeah, I mean, in conclusion, just just be real, man. Be yourself. We love we love you, especially you, Eli. I love you all. Really? That was touching. Thank you. How we looked into each other's eyes for that. <laughs> Getting really intimate. Yeah. Fuck. Alex got the old lady. For the first time in fucking Hope That Makes Sense podcast history, we might both be talking to somebody. Like, actually talking to somebody. Like, talking, talking. <laughs> At the <sighs> same time. Well, you know, Both of cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Lucky women they are. Aren't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> Lucky women, be perfect for wedding season. If only. If only. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) What else we got for him, Al? Well, I am going to first and foremost, I'm going to shout him out, but I'm not really happy about this, but I'm going to shout out the Iowa State basketball team for winning today, first round of the Big 12 tournament, although I think it's bad to win your your conference tournament. Because I have this theory, when you win it, you lose first round because it's just so exhausting mentally and physically to win and play that many games in a row and then fucking get psyched up again for the tournament. But so, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Realistically, how deep in the tournament do you think this team can get? Ours? I say ceiling. 
Sweet 16 for lose first round, which is not really that wide of a – like I, I would say the Iowa Hawkeyes have a bigger, higher ceiling just because they can shoot the fuck out of the ball. Like we are so inconsistent shooting that I don't think we have like a great chance, yet we do. We, there are times where we can defend out of our fucking ass. So would you have rather lost first round of the Big 12 and possibly lost first round of the tournament – or would you have? Would you rather win the Big Twelve and lose the first round, or maybe you win the Big Twelve and still make it to the round of thirty-two or the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, I to me it's always about how you do in the real tourney. Although it's cool and it's really fun, I've been my freshman year of college. I went down there, Power and Light District in Kansas City. Great couple games I watched the Friday and Saturday games. Those are the semis and the championship games. So I'll marry old Shayok, make a fucking sick ass clutch shot to win it. But uh, it was super fun. Power and Light District was a blast. Had a lot of fun. Got really drunk. But then we went out and fucking lost first round. That's the last thing you remember. Like last year's team, I remember as freaking Sweet 16. We shouldn't have been there. We were freaking, what, like a 10 seed or something. Barely got in the tourney. And it was awesome. I remember sitting in my sitting right here in the living room, freaking out. Awesome because I didn't want to. I hate watching games of my teams with other people because I just get so much shit about it. But then I went over to Eric Helms and I uh, really bragged about it after that, and that was awesome because all the Iowa fans were crying again because the last time they made it to the Sweet Sixteen, I may or may not have been a fetus. <laughs> so it's crazy that sounds. <laughs> Yeah, the Cyclones are rolling, baby, after losing six of the last seven or whatever. They might have found their groove. That or they're just really good we at playing the Baylor, the Baylor Bears. Bears. three times this year. The top ten rated Baylor Bears, mind you. So that's cool. We actually, we're a weird team where I think we got six top ten wins now in the season, which is fucking insane. Like, that's unheard of. Yet... We have lost to, like, the lower echelon of Big 12 teams. Like, that's most of our Big 12 losses. Big players. So, we actually we do team. better, yeah, against good competition than we do bad competition. Because I think maybe we think we're too, better than what we are. Then we oh, maybe overlook these teams, which kind of scares me for the first round of the real tourney. Here's what I think about why that's the case. This team is so defensively oriented when they know they're playing a good offense, like the Baylor Bears with three guards that are really dynamic. We Surprised show, you we, knew that. We show out defensively, yeah. right? Which just makes our whole game better. Because when we show out defensively, we get the fucking in, we get the transition buckets, we get rolling, we roll well. You play a team that ain't so good that, uh, offensively, we don't have to play as well defensively, and that's kind of takes we, our whole we game. We need that for our offense. We need we For our offense, we need our defense to play well, and the yeah. defense is the key on this team, and it seems like when we play better offensive teams is when our offense shows out. When we play poor offensive teams, our offense doesn't do well. So we want to play a team that averages the most points in the tourney, this fucking first round of the tourney, mm-hmm. hopefully. We want we want an offensive matchup, so our defense has to play well. Because when our defense plays well, our team looks really good. There's something to that. I I always thought I always played my best basketball when I was guarding the opponent's best player. Kind of just gets you mentally locked in for the game. I think you you're up for the challenge a little bit. That's like right. it's a little, it makes it a little more personal. So that there there is maybe some validity. You like in that. that take? You I were do. Expecting that take. That's a hot take. 
Speaking of hot takes, did you see uh, the whole uh, J.J. Reddick, Kendrick Perkins deal on first take? No. So, basically, Kendrick Perkins is talking about the MVP race, saying Nicole Jokic shouldn't win it for the third time in a row because all the whiter voters are white. And J.J. Reddick basically called him out for being a racist, and they got pretty heated. A little but reverse racism. A little reverse racism. And it turned out that his statistics were fucking horrible because I think like 50% of the voters are white and 50% are black. So he's like way <laughs> off the line. But I've never been a big Kendrick Perkins fan. I think he struggles to say complete sentences. He just yells a lot when he argues, which is not really my style of arguing. I like to display the facts. Like, fact. I might be the hottest guy in Plymouth County. Facts. That's just facts. It's just stuff I looked up Can't on the internet. Can't argue that. So... So second hottest bachelor behind Corey Sitzman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do we ever get down to the nuts and bolts of what Caleb Grill said? Did that ever come? I've out? never. So for those of you listening, if you're not Iowa State Cyclone basketball fans, one of our did he even start? But one of the guys. Well, he he was like our third leading scorer. He's there. He was a good player for the team. He um, had like. 30-some fucking points against number one UNC at the time yeah. when we knocked them off. Yeah, white boy out of Kansas, I believe. Dead-eye shooter. Good, yeah. Great defender. I thought he was a better defender. Good player on the team. Gets kicked off the team. As a senior, mind you. As a senior, just heading into the very tail end of the season, then into the Big 12 tournament, gets kicked off the team because of some expectation of the team he didn't meet. They're saying he said something maybe. I don't know if he says something racial or just team negative, or I don't know how, what. I'm sure eventually details will come out, but... We're just... It's this whole cancel culture, dude. What the fuck? The guy well, fucked up. Sit him a couple games. Dude, what the fuck? Are you just kicking him I off? I see that, team? but as, like, TJ said, TJ Otzelberger, the coach, he's like, more than anything, I love this program. My program has these standards, and if someone... It, goes below those standards then they cannot be a part of this because it's it's bigger than them and i i as a coach agree with that because you cannot ever let like you have to set rules and you have to be firm because the second that you push your limit you let your boundaries move a little bit is the second you lose control of your team and if you're trying to build something like tj third uh second year coach at iowa state he came into a program that won two games and Grant, they played a bunch of fucking shit schools at the start the year before. They only won two games. He takes the team over, goes to the Sweet 16 his first year. And I don't think they're going to do that this year, but they're going to go to the tournament for sure. But obviously, the way he played or he coaches basketball has worked. And the second that you give the players more, make the players more than the program, is the second you lose the fucking culture you build. Because. A culture takes many, many, many days, years to build, but it only takes a second to break it. So I, and I, I kind of, I agree with that philosophy for like life. Like, I think the second I fucking let myself go or I give myself the easy path is the second I lose myself and I lose my edge. Like I always, not saying I'm perfect at it, but I always try to hold myself to this standard for whatever. And I don't let myself meet below it because I know the second I lose that, the second I fucking lose everything. Because it literally takes way longer to build something up than it does to take it down, tear it down. Like, like for instance, in farming, it could take 40 years to build up a farm to go from 
poor soil, poor for fertility, and then you can fucking fertilize the shit out of it and stuff. But all it takes is one year. You you skimp on fertilizer. You say bail the stocks or whatever. And you don't put replace it with anything, and then all of a sudden you it's hard to get that fertility back. And I get that. I do. But, you know, if you tie it into, like, the cancel culture thing, it's like we're fucking, we're cutting these people off so fast. You know, so, like, that's one thing. The farming thing is one thing because that's not a person. That's an True. operation. That's a business. That is, that's usually your own mistake. <clears throat> but for going out and, like, just being, like, cutting them off right now, I'd like to hear what he said because <clears throat> there's definitely things he could have done and or said that did mean instant termination. Being a supervisor, a manager, um, working at a company, that I know that there is cases where if someone does or says something, it is instant ter- termination. You're done. But if it's something that was like maybe on the line a little bit, you just gotta. I, I'd like to hear what it was because the some of this stuff that we're like throwing people under the bus for and like canceling them and this woke culture bullshit. Where some guy slips up and says something one time and, like, you're fucking done. Your career's ruined. It's over. It's finished. I think it's getting a little bit ridiculous. Like, we got to have a little bit of leeway. We are humans. Um, I'm sure everyone condemning these people for what they did have probably done something themselves in their lives. So just, like, when you're dealing with people, I think it gets just a little bit different. I don't think I don't think you can just right now cut this person off right now because maybe they said one thing. You know, that's what bothers me about it. It's like, for goodness sakes, let's have a little bit of leeway if they're a person. Like, depending on what it comes out to be. But if, say, he slipped up and said something, could we have sat him two games and maybe throughout the tournament and then, you know, worked him back in? Something like that in this specific situation. It's just, it makes you wonder what went on because this cancel culture woke bullshit is going so far where you're so fucking afraid to slip up that you have to just follow the fucking herd and funnel into this little trail of bullshit under all these people and you can't be yourself. You got to do what they want you to do because you know if you the second you step out of line, gone. And no, it's getting to be a little bit of bullshit. I agree with you in that respect and that kind of goes back to our conversation prior here. Of uh, Yeah, people are people. We're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. <sighs> This, yeah, I struggle. If it's something that, say, has already, was already corrected, and then he slipped up again, then yes, that's all. We don't know that many details of the story. The other thing is, is, yeah, if we have more details, it'd be a lot easier to sort through this. The other thing is, if he knew what the standard was and what, what was out of line beforehand, and it was very clear, and he did it, even if he made the mistake, like, it's it's just I can see where you you're really putting the coach in a tough spot because he can't just choose you over the rest because now okay if I discipline you for the same thing then and I just let him get off then I might look like a hypocrite you know type thing mm-hmm. so it it'd be a lot better if we had more context I'll mm-hmm. I'll just say that and I'm sure eventually that will come out although I think the basketball team under TJ has kept it pretty closed doors and I mean they're all about team and that's what I really love about them but 
yeah, I don't. Hopefully, we figure that out because I think it would be interesting to hear the context behind it. Maybe some people down in Ames know that. I don't know. We got some birdies down there. We we, we might have some investigative some reporters do it. So, like I said, we're all about the facts here. So yeah. So I guess you about ready to wrap this baby up. You I suppose. We, nothing too nothing too pressing to be honest with you. No. no. We're gonna try to get back on now. Yeah, I think. Uh, try to get regular. Get a little here. less busy. I think it's time we we get a little more regular. We kind of. Spill the beans for all you guys. We give you guys an opportunity to kick it back with us from wherever you may be listening. I know we even got some people in foreign countries listening. We got a lot of friends in different states now with jobs that maybe this is a nice little way to catch up with us too. Not that obviously we try to make time for you, but there is only so many hours in the day. But Yeah, and I tell you what, if we do reach our goal, you know, we, as we said earlier, our goal is 2,300 listens for this podcast. So mm-hmm. you, you kids better be pushing that shit Let's out. say Grandma's got a card club. You tell Grandma about it. You tell Grandma to tell her card club about it. Then you tell Grandma to tell her card clubians to tell their grandkids about it. And then all of a sudden we're Joe Rogan. And then we. That didn't be, take long. No, no, it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme, except we're not gonna fuck you over. No. So, I don't know if that was the best, but it's kind of like a just a chain of events. Like you watch those little dominoes, like you yeah. stretch out a big old rank of dominoes and you hit the one. And then, what do we got? Like a hundred, a hundred committed listeners. I'd say we have a hundred loyal listeners. Hundred ten, hundred fifteen. Maybe. Okay, so eat if half of you told five other people we're looking at 350 to 400 listeners okay Okay. let's say all of you told 10 other people (laughs) that's a thousand okay continual listeners yeah and let's say that a couple of those people that you told told other people it it's getting into the multiple thousands pretty quick. We're getting into some scientific theories. I mean, and if nothing else, just for the love of us, fucking listen to the goddamn podcast <laughs> and tell your friends to fucking listen because yeah, I just want it. I want it to go. And you know, the bigger we get, the better the guests we have on, the better conversations we have, the more willing we're to, the more willing we are to pull an hour out of our day when we don't usually think we have time. Maybe we could find an hour. Maybe mm-hmm. we could make something work. You guys commit to us, we'll commit to you, okay? Send us questions, send us ideas, send us whatever the fuck's on your mind. We can discuss it all anonymous all the time. Unless you want us to tell you, tell everyone your name. But, I mean, that's getting out to quite a bit of the world, so you want to be careful of that deal. And we'll give you updates on Beach Bot season. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's swing. I mean, we're, we're, we're committed to looking good for you guys. Mm-hmm. That's kind of really what it's all about. So I tell you guys what, I'm going to thank you for listening here. I'm going to hope you listen in again. Um, we really enjoy doing this. Like, like, like Al said earlier, honestly, we love doing it. So whether five people or 500,000 people listen, we'd probably do it either way. It'd just be a little bit cooler, 500,000. And think, you guys would be the first people. You'd be kind of be like the OGs of the podcast. Yeah, we'd call you the AWLs. We'd call you the AWLs. We're still that from part of my take. But we'd actually make something different, like GFL, great fucking listeners. Great fuck, yeah. So if you want to be GFLs, yeah, just let's expand the brand a little bit. And if this thing gets serious, we we tease you for so long about the pod, the the merch. 
right? And it never came out. And that's I would our, like to make the logo CJ made as, we our, got the logo. as our official picture for the podcast. I'd like to change that. Yeah. So, to give it, give it that more cartoony feel. We should. We should do that. Do you still have that? Because I don't think I do. I you need to send that to that. me. We'll do that, yeah. But anyways, if this shit gets real, that shit will get real. Okay? Yeah. We're thinking... Best thing is koozies, cause koozies are money. Everyone loves them. They look good. Someone says, "Hey, nice koozie." We're kind of. You, you get a few extra. Someone comes over to your place. You toss them a koozie. Yeah. They bring that home. Wow, well, that's how that? I got. Uh, uh, what was that trucking company? That was trucking and fucking. Yeah. Is the slogan. Uh, but it's Al- fucking and trucking, cause they said fucking was more important, so it came first. Yeah. It was the uh, Alec uh, Wolf and Cool. Wolf Cool. Wolf Cool. Shout, shout out to him. Yeah. You know, if he ever listens. Well, T, tell Alec Wolf Cole to listen here. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, guys. <clears throat> you know what I want? I just thought of. I wonder if there's a place where you could get a custom embroidered driver head cover. Ooh. And I could put that logo on that. Well, that's what bitch. I was going to say. Some nice, uh, some golf, like dress your shirts. Like maybe golf polos. We definitely discussed that before. That might just be I think that, that might just be the, the real. I think that's the ticket, especially the golf season coming up. But think about that. If I could get a it's, driver head cover with that embroidered on it, that'd be badass. If you get the driver cover and you get our golf polos, that can be coming as long as you spread the word on this podcast. You're guaranteed to go under par. Yeah, you are. And we'll bring you on as a guest. And we might even bring you on. We will bring you on as a guest. And you might even see Eli do a butt chug. If you want me to, I will. <laughs> so <laughs> don't fucking. I'm never not down for a good time. So he, yeah, he's he's not. I'm not. Al, I tell you what, close us the motherfucking out, buddy. That was a good pod, yeah. guys. It's great to be back. Um, really appreciate you guys listening. Um. Hope we uh, can provide you the dumb, stupid... And also, you know, I thought we had a couple good real-life talks in there, too. We we like to give you your variety. We're like, your variety station. KG95! But except better, and we won't play Christmas music in fucking October. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, thanks for listening. We hope to keep popping them out for all of us for the Oh, That Makes Sense podcast. Stay classy.